You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Hey friends, welcome to American Sex, a podcast dedicated to normalizing conversations about pleasure and alternative sexual expression by challenging those puritanical backward ass ideals that we have here in the United States. This is episode 159 of American Sex Podcast. I'm Sunny Megatron, and my co-host is Ken Melvoin-Burke, who you'll be hearing from in just a few minutes. We're both sexuality educators, pleasure advocates, and we are kinky perverts, too. And we just so happen to be non-monogamously married to each other. This week, we're talking with prosthetic and pleasure product entrepreneur, Glenice Kennard Moore. Based in Atlanta, she's a wife, a daughter, a sister, tech nerd, idealist, and visionary. Glenice is an information security professional by day and an ambitious sex tech creative by night. Her superpower is breaking apart things to create new things. And not too long ago, she chose to challenge herself by finding a solution to the annoying world of limited and ineffective products. She came up with the idea to design a prosthetic pack and play device that could be worn comfortably all day that goes from non-erect to erect without having to touch the device at all. She succeeded in that challenge and the VDOM was born. Look, if you have ever had an idea for a sex product that you just know would be bomb, but you have no idea how to design a prototype, how to source materials, manufacture or fund the whole process, then you need to hear this conversation with Glenice. Inspiration, I am telling you. Just a couple years ago, she was like, hey, you know, it'd be cool if I could shag my wife anytime, anyplace without having to futz with the strap on. And now, she not only has her own product that can do just that, but she's developed something that's not just for fun times, but also a lifelike gender-affirming prosthetic like no one has ever seen before. Glenise tells us about starting her company with zero business knowledge about this type of product and what she did every step of the way that led her to where she is now. She also talks about the challenges of being a Black queer woman in an industry that says it embraces diversity, but, you know, when you really give a good look under the hood, it's corporate business as usual. You're going to really enjoy hearing about how Glenice kind of sort of accidentally became the founder and, quote, creator of dope-ass shit. Really, that is the title in her email signature. Not even kidding. It is awesome. Uh, how she did that and made her own sex tech company called Skimu. Now, also, when I was listening back at our conversation when I was editing, because I do all the editing, too, like I do all the stuff. Um we dove into talking about her flagship product, which is the VDOM, without really describing it first. So let me give you a quick overview so you have a clear mental picture when we start talking about it. The VDOM is a lifelike pack and play prosthetic penis that straps to the body, but not with a traditional strap on harness, but with a pair of specialized underwear that's made to hold the prosthetic secure. And the penis goes from flaccid to erect via Bluetooth control. Now, I'm going to stop there and not tell you anymore because it's really fucking cool. And I don't want to give any spoilers, but at least now you have the mental frame of reference from the start of our conversation. So you know exactly what we're talking about. And before we roll that conversation, let's wash the balls. No, I'm not talking about prosthetic VDOM balls. Ball washing is what we call housekeeping here on American Sex. So first, oh my goodness, I have the biggest announcement. I am so excited. Well, actually, it's two big announcements. But the first one, uh, American fuckers, you are now listening to the award-winning American Sex 
podcast. Yeah, American Sex won the 2021 ASECT Podcast Award. Now, ASECT is the American Association of Sexuality Educators, Counselors, and Therapists. And it's one of, if not actually the largest certifying and regulating body in our industry. And it is a huge, big deal to be recognized by ASECT. It is such an incredible honor. And Ken and I are completely over the moon with excitement and gratitude. And we can't believe it and jump it up and down and screaming. And oh, my goodness. Okay, second big thing. Like, it's been a week. I'm telling you, I feel like a superstar. Guess who was on the cover of Sexual Health Magazine for the whole damn quarter? Me, my face. Yeah, I did a huge cover spread. And there's a big old article too. I can't believe it. The headline reads, Sunny Megatron on making sense of America's sexual hypocrisy. I mean, that is my jam. So, but seriously, I have never been on the cover of anything before. I am completely stoked. You can read the digital version for free. Don't have to pay a dime. Go there right now. It's sexualhealthmagazine.com. So the next thing, you do know we have a sex and kink positive Discord server, right? Well, if you don't, you know now it's free. It's a free community and you're invited. We talk about kink, sex, mental health, sex toys. We even swap recipes, not for sex toys, for food. Uh, It is a one-stop shop for like-minded community. We talk about everything. So come on over. It's bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y, Discord. ASP for American Sex Podcast. Uh, and by the way, if you know, don't bother writing that down, just go to the podcast description on whatever streaming service you're listening to right now. And the, all the links that we talk about in the episode, including our Discord link, will be there. Or you can go to the show notes at americansexpodcast.com for episode 159 to get all of the links we talk about this episode. And, you know, speaking of podcasts, you did hear I have a second one, right? It's called Open Deeply. And my co-host is licensed marriage and family therapist, Kate Lurie. So if you like to dive deep into like our psyches and our societal systems and our relationships and, you know, all of those, those intricate, complicated things that make us us, then you need to check it out. Our current episode is about overgiving which is sometimes known as codependency. But in the episode, we both explain why neither of us really like that term very much. It's good. You can find Open Deeply on your favorite podcasting platform or at opendeeplypodcast.com. Now, lastly, if you like the work that Ken and I do, which is a lot more than just this podcast or that podcast, like it's a lot of stuff, we would love for you to become part of our Patreon community. And when you become a member, you get uh, American fucker stickers in the mail. So you can be an official American fucker. Uh, all of our episodes, you get them early. Secret patron only hangouts that you're invited to. There's bonus audio. You get a lot more stuff. You can join at patreon.com slash American sex. Okay, wait. Did I say that was last thing? Okay, this is the last thing. I lied. One more thing. Uh, Next week is going to be a hiatus week. We'll be off air. So we'll be back on May 10th. And I'm going to give you a little sneak peek of what some of our May episodes may entail. Uh, How about puppy play and Catholicism kink? Yeah, it's good. I've already told you too much, though. So shh, no more. You have to be patient and wait till May. All right. So, all right, American fuckers, that's it. These balls are now clean. Here's our conversation with sex tech visionary, Glenice Kennard Moore. I am ready to geek out on the line. Really? Really I geek am. out after the conversation we just had before we started rolling. Well, uh, the, uh, the American fuckers listening along don't know the conversation we just had. Okay, continue on. Okay. <laughs> No, I'm ready to geek out. We are talking with Glenise. I know I'm going to say it again. You're like, stop saying that. Um, I am excited because as the founder of a, you know, pleasure product, sex tech, whatever verbiage you want to use, company, uh, 
I love you already without even really knowing you because the pleasure product industry, whether people know it or not, is like super white dude, um, still super very like there's a certain status quo that we follow with the corporate bullshit, blah, 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 blah. And even though, uh, you know, people who, you know, just regular civilians out there see advertising that's very inclusive and, uh, you know, accepting of everybody no matter their sexuality or their body type or their identity me being on the inside know that these companies still have a lot of fucking work to do um so i'm really happy that you are coming and changing all this shit so thank you glenise thank you for saying that (laughs) how about that part yeah i don't know if like you know, a lot of the people who are just, I don't know, civilians, consumers, what I really realize like what the inside is like, it's still corporate America bullshit. It really is. And the crazy part is I just had this conversation on Clubhouse the other day. Clubhouse is, yeah. Um, oh, anyway. I don't have an iPhone <laughs> and I want to be on Clubhouse so bad. Oh. You are definitely missing out because Damn. at least for right now, it's one of the platforms that is just unrestricted. It's a free for all and people are having some really good ass conversations. So oh. you got to get it. You got it. You got to get it. There's a part of me that wants to like go on Facebook Marketplace and look for a used iPhone and just hook into Wi Fi in my house. Wait, when just you say to get unrestricted, my- do you mean like 8chan unrestricted? No. No. <laughs> no, no. Not, okay. Not like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just meaning, I guess you're right. The better word is, is uncensored. So there's really no way to censor people on Clubhouse. Oh, as of right so you now. can have. Like 1996 so, internet conversations instead of you two- absolutely oh, okay, can okay. you know yeah. you're still smoking in public areas type un- okay copy okay, that. okay that I did though and we're getting sidetracked already I did just recently get the Twitter version of Clubhouse I have not used it I'm really confused but I have that so it's like honest, the wish version yeah <laughs> I, I don't know what's gonna happen. Anyway, so let's get back. You were talking on Clubhouse. Well, yes, I was. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, I was talking on Clubhouse just about this uh, with a group of LGBTQ plus individuals. Um, that's mm-hmm. a mouthful. And um, no pun intended. <laughs> but I was just talking to people about this. And um, we were, we, it was a, a panel of LGBTQ people, TQ people. Let me make sure I include all the letters. I will get murdered. Um but I was talking to this panel of folks and we all agreed and mentioned that, you know, the corporate stance on inclusion is still a joke. Um, mm-hmm. And it never really existed until they saw that it was profitable. Um, right. So that's yeah. why you see everybody getting gun ho for June um, just because of that reason. It's all about the profitability of it. But at the, at the core of it, if you really, really like pull back the sheets, you'll see that there's a really dirty mattress there. So, um yeah i agree with you let's let's put it like that yeah you know the i i often feel like the inclusivity that we're seeing and like these positive messages in from sex toy companies are like you said are just to make a buck it's like the trendy thing to like oh we better hop on the inclusivity bandwagon and oh i'm sorry i'm i'm like ruining how the sausage is made for everybody listening (laughs) We're talking about sex toys, so that's a triple entendre. Oh, totally. <laughs> I'm ruining the dildos. See how the dildos are made. Um, so you, as somebody who, like, and I want to get into how this happened, like, you just one day were like, I have an idea, and I'm not in the industry at all. And now suddenly, it's, you know, in people's hands and pants and other parts. Uh, how did that happen? Like, how did one day you're like, you went from idea to like, this is actually real? It was alcohol driven. Uh, <laughs> <honestly>. <laughs> Which some of the best things are. <laughs> uh, I tend to think about sex when I am inebriated. But um, uh, honestly, uh, I was sitting with friends after dinner. My wife is a uh, chef. Um, and so she had to cook dinner for us and we had like, we were on like bottle number 15. It was only five of us. Don't judge us. Um, and so I was just sitting there and literally I just blurted out, wouldn't it be cool if we had a product that literally just went from flaccid to red? I had to push a button. Nobody knew we were wearing it around and we can have random sex in alleys and parks and stuff if we wanted to. 
And all of my friends looked at me like, oh, gosh, here's Clonice again um, with these weird, you know, <laughs> ideas. And oh, she must be a little tipsy right now or something else. But yeah, so um, they all stopped at the same exact time, looked back at me and was like, you know what? That's actually a great idea. And so I was like, yeah, really think about it. Like you could have sex, you know anywhere like on an airplane and legally nobody would suspect you because you're two you're two women like who knows so just randomly going down this little rabbit hole left it alone for a couple of months um i got married um like the next month so i was you know wedding brain and so um started i had a bad day at my nine to five that's what it was exactly that's what it was had a bad day at my nine to five and i was like you know what if I'm going to work this hard for a, someone else, basically, let me try to work this hard for myself. So I started doing research, realized that it was a need, realized that there was a market, and I just went full speed ahead with it pretty much at the end of the day. Damn. Like, you know, so many people have good ideas. And I don't, I think it's because of, you know, I'm visible. I'm a sex educator. I get people messaging me all the time. Like I have this idea for this sex toy. What if this and that and blah, blah, blah. But it's a good idea. But like, do you know someone I could talk to? I don't know what to do next. I'm stuck. And usually like years go by, nothing ever happens because people don't know what to do next. So how are you different where you were like, this is a good idea. Now it's done. How did you figure that shit out? (laughs) To be honest, it was just, I am really good at researching shit because I love, it's, it's, a, it's a weird combination. I love history. I love to look things up. I love to learn something new. Um, I know how to find things out because I hate waiting for other people. I hate having to ask people questions unless I really, really need to know and they really have the answer. Um, I hate the bullshit yeah. in between stuff. Um, and I really know how to use Google. So yeah, it's just a combination of, of, of all those elements. And I just figured it out. Um, I know how to connect dots really good. That's, um, in a past life, I worked in PR and marketing, um, myself. And so just being resourceful is just one of my superpowers on, in in addition to other things, but that's it. That's it. I just know how to figure shit out. Damn. So real quick. So, uh, people listening, which we call our listeners American fuckers. So the American fuckers can have a good mental image of what we're talking about. What it like the VDOM is a strap on. You said it can go from flaccid to hard with the push of a button, but like describe a little bit more. So people exactly know like what we're talking about. Yes. So literally um, imagine the male penis, uh, put inside of a dildo the dildo now has flexibility to go in any direction that the male penis has to go into and it's controlled basically with a remote control that is via your smartphone or your smartwatch so there's a button you push it and it gets hard there's a button you push it and it goes soft that's it that's the veto damn that's kind of amazing. And now I'm wondering, because I haven't actually like touched one and seen one. Could could I make it? You know how like people with bio cocks make them bounce up and down in the mirror? Could I do that <laughs> with the VDOM? You really actually could. So this is so funny that you say that. <laughs> it's so funny that you say that because when I was when we initially started working with the engineers, they wanted to know how flexible do you want it to be? How you know, loose do you want it to be? I'm like, do you know how men, you know, I don't know if you've seen, this is about to be a little bit TMI, but if you ever watch some really interesting porn and you have mm. that one scene where the guy is like shaking his penis back and forth while it's still a little blasted, sometimes they do it when it's like erect. But yeah. he he was like, the engineers were like, I mean, that flexible? I'm like, yes, I want this thing to be able to swing around in a circle. I actually have a video um, one of the first pieces of silicone that we um, tested that was so flexible. It was it was just way too flexible. But um, I have a video of that just because of that reason. I wanted it to just be just like um, a male exact replica of a penis. Flexibility, flexibility, everything involved. But at the same time, nobody's going to get hurt. So. <laughs> That's, oh, that's I love it. So, yes, it's all for the game, so somebody loses an eye. <laughs> that, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
You know, now, well, I will put that claim out. This claim out there. You can lose an eye with a needle. <laughs> so wait, now I, I have to talk about the geek thing only because I my mind is automatically going to like. Do you have either like tattoos or skins that you can put over the device so that you can make it into a Robocox or like uh, Wonder Woman or oh my god, the Incredible Hulk kind Actually, of thing? Like where you that's can- a fucking amazing idea. Yes. Yeah. Like dick skins. Dick skins. Four skins. Four skins. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Like, that is a really good idea. Now my brain is like jinkies over here. Instead of just, a, yeah, instead of going a whole new device, I was thinking, you know what, just like skins of some sort, like kind of like industrial grade condoms, sort of like the yeah. um, the thing from Tanga, the Tanga egg. Oh, yeah. You know how that's really thick silicone that you can mm-hmm. put over it and like put it over a Hitachi or whatever? That's a really good idea. That is a oh really my good idea. God. Yeah, if you take like a Tenga egg, the, the like they're like a little six seven dollar like sex toy for cocks. You can flip them inside out because they're textured, and then like you could even color it, whatever. Yeah. That oh is a my really God. good idea. See, this is what happens with great minds getting the same room together. Right. Just imagine if we were on Clubhouse. I mean, you know. <laughs> seriously, seriously. You know, you, you know what's interesting is I had talked, this is years ago when I first started getting into sex positivity and really exploring the different possibilities and like, you know, starting to explore like gender fuckery and domination and things. And somebody told me that uh, it was somebody who worked at like a nightclub and someone who is very, you know, kind of falls in the genderqueer bucket. But at this nightclub, they had to dress super femme and little short skirts. And they were kind of like, but they had to do it for work. So they were like, well, what I do is I actually put a packer on underneath my mini skirt. So I can feel like I have this stealth gender fuckery going on and I'm not like selling out to the femme gods, you know? And I was like, oh my God. Um, I think I would love to wear a V-Dom just for like the gender fuckery in my own head. Like to bounce in front of the mirror and to, you know, like be in the grocery store and like quietly give myself a semi-hard on in the frozen <laughs> section. Like... <laughs> I feel so you judged right now. <laughs> you are on to something. That is like, I totally get it. And yeah. this is so funny because <laughs> I remember asking my wife before I went, you know, started telling people about this publicly. But I was like, you know what? I don't know if the world is ready for women to be walking around with dicks. Yeah. <laughs> And she was just like, fuck yes, the world, yes, they are. do that shit. So, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I get it. Like, you could start a whole movement. Like, this is some empowering shit right here. And to be um, honest, that's what we're trying to do. We get a lot yeah. of backlash from the LGBT community sometimes, you know. Um, it's, it's just like any other community sometimes. It's like, oh, well, you're not being a real lesbian if you need a male replica of a penis. I'm like... Okay, sure. While you use a strap one all the time in the, in the you know, <laughs> behind closed doors. Um, like, screw that shit. Like, what do you need? What do you want? Just do it. Just, just do it. Like, mm-hmm. just be who you want to be when you want to be it. Stop trying to make, you know, things that are different, quote unquote, the LGBT community fit into what society says we're supposed to be or not supposed to be. If you want to be a chick with a dick, that's cool. <laughs> like, who, yeah. who says no? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so have you gotten a, a fairly large response from uh, trans masculine folks who wear this device as like a, you know, all day packer? Absolutely. It's been an outpouring of love from the trans community. Um, and I tell you what, I was very frightened um, at the beginning to uh walk into a community that, you know, regardless of the fact that we're all in the umbrella of LGBTQ, um, I don't know what it feels like to be trans um, or want to be trans or need to be trans. Um, so, you know, I wanted to make sure that I walked into that community with care because I see the possibilities that the product has um, when it comes to addressing some of the issues that they have as well. Um, Mm -hmm. again, I identify as a lesbian woman, um, and, and that's just it. So I was a little frightened with, you know, walking into that community, but instead of just saying, here, I have this for you, I asked, you know, what 
can this product do for you? Will it be beneficial? If not, then cool. Um, yeah. But it's been an outpouring of love from the transgender community. Um, they have been amazing at guiding us with, you know, um, the build of the product itself. We get a lot of great feedback um, and a lot of things, you know, 90 percent of what has been communicated to us of what the trans community needs. Um, we've been able to hit on the nail. Some things not. Mm-hmm. We are working on those for in the future. But outside of that, the trans community has completely embraced us. We have a brand ambassador program and a lot of the brand ambassadors are transgender. So. Oh, nice. Nice. And I know like we had talked before and there was talk of like, uh, you know, a feature coming soon, like to, you know, a 2.0 or whatever to also have this be a stand to pee device. Yep. That's exactly what I meant. Yep. Oh my God. I want to go pee on things. I don't live in it. I don't live in an area of the country with snow anymore, though. So it's going to kind of go on our way. Like the mountain. Oh, yeah. There's a mountain 45 (laughs) minutes away. I'm going to go pee on a fucking mountain. I will tell you, though. I will tell you, though. Um, (laughs) Standing to pee on a mountain, first off, is extremely hard, but. Being able, being able to um, incorporate a stand to pee is probably the hardest thing about the VDOM ever. People would um, think that, oh, just make a hole and let people pee down the hole. And it's like, it doesn't quite work like that. Um, yeah. There's some true um, understanding and mechanics that you have to have um, about that piece of the piece of the product. So that's why it's still in the future for us. But yeah, it's, it's 100% going to happen. Oh my goodness. If I can make one request though, if you ever do decide to make the foreskins, if you make a Santa Claus one, can you please make a Santa Claus Merkin that's like like white pubic hair? (laughs) (laughs) It's like it's like a beard slash merkin. That would be so hilarious. Oh my god. Maybe a little just hat, for you. Eyes. Just for you. When we start testing it, we'll, we'll create one just for you. <laughs> oh my god. There, there's so many possibilities. So I'm, I'm rather excited about this. Oh my goodness. So like, I'm still kind of hung up on like, you're just a regular old person. And now you got this company and this product. So like, d- what did you do when you started making prototypes? Like, did you just go hire a designer engineer or like, how does that work? Yeah. So once I realized what I needed and how it should probably be built, I wasn't sure, had no idea what I was doing. Um, This is just me researching again, taking things apart and like, Oh, so you push, you know, elements like this okay so you i know i need some type of valve here or something like that or tubing here or whatever so once i realized like a little bit of what i needed it was like five main things um which Mm. turned out to be 70 things but um (laughs) once i realized the baseline of it i just started googling engineering companies in the united states honestly and I created a list and just literally started cold calling and cold emailing people and just saying hey do you think you could make something like this is it even feasible what do you think I talked to about 52 maybe less different engineering companies here in the U.S. and Canada and just dwindled it down to the ones that just sounded the most normal I guess um, and who sound like they would embrace the product and, you know, mm-hmm. wasn't closed-minded and ran into a lot of people that were super closed-minded. Yeah, where they're like, ew, dicks, what? Ah. Like- yeah, and they were, <laughs> they were like, what the hell? Like, And then especially if it was like a Zoom meeting and this is my first time presenting, they were like, what the fuck? Like this black girl out of Georgia <laughs> in the South is trying to create a dick you know so it was you could just see that entire narrative written across their foreheads in the zoom call so yeah i just i just vetted people vetted people until i found what i thought was you know the right fit that's it wow did you have a hard time sourcing uh parts oh my gosh yes um and the parts were flowing very well in the beginning and then covid hit so that shut down everything and then it shut it shut down our supply chain for I want to say about um, four months initially, and then there was one specific part that we really really needed. Um, that was the actual main part. It was like the last. It was like the icing on the cake type part, um, which is why we ended up being a little bit delayed with the release of the product. But 
Um, this particular part that, so just to give a little background, the part needed to be a part that could do four things right. Well, three things right. And all the other parts, alternative parts that we found out into the world, Amazons and overseas, all those good things. Um, they only did, you know, one or two things right. This one particular part that we needed that could do three things right, that we needed to do three things right, ended up being sourced by only one company in the entire world. And that one company was actually using, was, was put in place to create the part for ventilators. So that <gasps> literally kicked oh, our asses a hundred miles down the road, like, listen, screw your, you know, <clears throat> prosthetic mechanical penis right now. We have to use this part for ventilators. So they ended up putting um, us even be able to get our hands on the part to even test it 16 weeks out. We had wow. to wait on it to even test. So, yes, um, wow. we had a issue with sourcing. <laughs> But there's, it's kind of like a, you know, right now, now that you have the product and it's together to be like, something that's in my dick is so crucial. It's saving lives in other parts of the world right now. And, uh, for everybody <laughs> listening along, American fuckers, one of the things you might not know is that the majority of sex toy parts come from places like China and Pakistan. Uh, it's like literally some of the only places to get them. Very few, unless it's like a solid cast silicone dildo or something right, like that. Like artisan, you know. Yeah, unless it's like something made by an individual yeah. here. Like you get the parts, you have to get them where the parts are. Yep. So, and, exactly and did you right. did you find that? Or were you surprised where you had to get the stuff? Yeah. So the interesting part about that is that I want to say about 95% of all the products that were um, that we have in the VNOM were sourced from overseas. Um, but this one particular part that I'm speaking of, actually a US based company, believe it or not. Not really? that's, yeah. That's actually surprising. That is super <laughs> surprising. Um, Something's made here? What? <laughs> exactly. Besides angst. <laughs> right. And white now, supremacy. Of course. <laughs> they manufacture it overseas. But yeah, it's is the company is actually based um here in the United States. And yeah, who would who would have thought? Wow. Wow. Yep. Have I told you about my friends at gvibe.com? Well, first of all, they're awesome. And I think their brains are just as creative and unconventionally unique as mine. So I'll tell you what I mean. I'm looking at their website and I stumble upon this product called the G-Bulb. It's a high quality silicone, rechargeable, waterproof, six speed light bulb. Yeah, you heard me right. It's a vibrator that's shaped like a life-sized, adorable silicone light bulb. And of course, I wanted it, you know, purely at that point for the puns alone. You know, I could hold it above my jeans and be like, look, I have an idea. I'm horny. Or after my big grand finale, I've seen the light. There are so many fun possibilities. But what I wasn't expecting is for the G-Bulb to give full-size wand vibrators a run for their money, and at a fraction of the price, by the way. It turns out that soft, round silicone light bulb is about the same exact size as the head of my favorite large-sized wand vibrator. So the G-Bulb is like a wand without the big clumsy handle, and it's just as powerful too. But unlike my wand, I can bring the G-Bulb in the shower with me, I can maneuver it in all sorts of tight positions, and it's discreet. I mean, who would guess that this cute little light bulb sitting on my desk is actually a pleasure toy? Yes, I have a vibrator on my desk. You know, sometimes I have a lot of uh, ideas when I'm working at home. Don't judge me. Not only is the G-Bulb affordable, it's body safe, and it has a three-year warranty. In fact, I'm so in love with the G-Bulb, I'd love for you to see the light, too. The folks at G-Vibe are giving you 10% off everything at gvibe.com, including the G-Bulb, when you use the code SUNNY, S-U-N-N-Y, at checkout. That's 10% off with the code SUNNY at gvibe.com. Oh, and when you use my code, you help support American Sex Podcast, too. So, hey, tell your friends. That's gvibe.com with the code SUNNY. So like when it came to getting your first product together, 
did you have to go through different iterations of prototypes? And did you like hand them out to your friends for testing? Like, how does that work? Just to make sure it works well enough to like yeah, the beta give testing. to strangers, you know? Yeah. So secretly, um, the first rounds of testing, um, I was a little selfish on and used myself. Um, <laughs> my <laughs> wife and I were the testers um, for the first iterations. So uh, yeah, about that. Um, our, our <laughs> real user testing that we've actually researched and documented um, did start with our friends. Um, so about we created about 20 of them and just, hey, hey, friend, come pick up this dick and use it and tell me what you think. That's literally right. how it went. Um, so we could really start documenting our first research as we were going through, uh, you know, building the MVP. So, yeah, 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 basically. Yeah. Nice. Nice. <laughs> So, okay, so now it's out there, right? Like, is it for say it like we're good to go or no, are we waiting for anything else? We have actually not hit the market yet. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, because we are, we're actually still waiting on the, um, amount of the part that we need that is actually on back order. Basically, we're still waiting on that part. Um, So our initial launch date was supposed to be this month, as a matter of fact. Right. Um, right. We started pre-orders in um, November of 2020. We are in 2020. Yeah. We started pre-orders in November 2020. And I want to say about... A month after we started pre-orders, we were given the news. Uh, no, I take that back. We were about three or four months into pre-orders when we got the news that it was going to mm-hmm. take an additional um, nine weeks to receive the amount that we needed for manufacturing. So mm. of that particular part. Uh, so yeah, they're still that company is still trying to catch up from stopping all business to create ventilators. Wow. Yep. Wow. That is, that is just like, oh, it's weird the way the world works. Did you have any trials and tribulations with the packaging? Uh, No, the packaging piece was, was actually easier than we thought. Um, And I'm assuming you're meaning the packaging of the, like the box, the box. Yeah. No, the the, package. (laughs) Wait a minute. We should probably define package right now. (laughs) (laughs) That could be taken in so many different kind of ways. Um, no, the packaging piece that that's, that was definitely the easy part. Um, I started designing it when we started building the product. So, um, it was probably started too way too early on. So we were pretty prepared for that piece. So let's pretend I'm one of the American fuckers listening along who's had an idea and I have listened to Glenice do this so seamlessly and easily. And I'm like, I want to fucking do this. But like, uh, you know, I really don't have any buckets of money sitting around. Like, is there crowdfunding involved? Do you have investors? Like, how do you put that financial piece together? Yeah. So there's a combination of things. Um, I started off uh, the company with my own cash. So I went and got my cash out of my savings. My wife was cool with it. Um, And she calls me the cheapest person she knows. So I saved (laughs) a lot of money. Um, but uh, I started off with my own cash. I knew that it could carry me for about, um, eight months. So, um, I let it do such a thing and then really still wasn't ready to open up into investors or crowdfunding or anything like that. Um, just because I didn't know what the hell I was doing when it came right. to that aspect of it. So I just made sure that at least my product was solid enough to say, okay, hey, I can trust myself to now go and try to figure out this investor thing, um, try to figure out this crowdfunding thing so that I can, you know, make sure I had a product to really truly sell and, you know, not right. be lying to people. Um, so once I figured that out, um, I really just hired the right people. Um, I got consultants. Yeah. Uh, I used some of like the last little bits of money that I had before I was about to run out to get consultants. It's like, listen, I'm not, business is ne- not necessarily my forte and I can learn anything in the world, but that is one thing mm-hmm. that is like a foreign language to me. Like, I think I flunked accounting like three times. 
Um, <laughs> like I suck. I suck at it. I can barely count. So um, I really just went and hired smart people uh, when it came to that. And the two smart people that I ended up hiring um, as consultants, they helped me with the crowdfunding piece, which we, of course, put that in place um, as soon as possible um, once we really figured out what we needed. Um, and that was even trial and error because it's like, oh, go create a crowdfunding page and leave it. The money will come. Yeah. Shit doesn't work like that. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to hire like a person that does that stuff professionally. Exactly. Yeah. And the first one that went up was like something I put together. It was like terrible as hell. So I was like, this isn't working. This is ugly. Um, nobody's <laughs> going to trust this. It looks so ugly. So I went and hired, again, the smart people to really, you know, um, put it together for me. Um, and just, you know, direct me in the right direction. So we got that up and running, um, trial and error. I mean, our crowdfunding page stayed up for like almost damn near 10 months because we just didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. And I'm a one person right. show. Uh, that's just real, real talk. Um, yeah. and then once I knew that we were ready to bring on investors, which knew we were ready really meant like, oh shit, I'm really about to run out of money. And, um, the two things that always, you know, kill startups or any type of business is either you run out of money or you run out of passion is what I always tell people. So, um, I was about to run out of money. And again, we had started having buzz from the industry, um, about potential investment. And I uh -huh. swear to you, it just, we just ended up running into the right people. Like our first five investors came and found me at the Damn. exact right fucking time. I cannot make this up. Um, wow. But the cool part is, is that I was already preparing for investors. So because I had that consulting, I knew at least how to start the conversation. And then the VDOM mm -hmm. itself just took it from there. The product itself, I guess, was just appealing enough to where they were like, okay, you really don't know what you're talking about when it comes to investing <laughs> and what you want from us. We're going to help you out with this and just give you some money. And that's literally Ooh. what happened. And it, it, <laughs> I need those people. Honestly, my financial consultant was like motherfucker this does not happen this does not happen like this i have Man. to tell you how people struggle and you know i can't say anything but i'm appreciative of it but i think it's a mm -hmm. v-dom the v-dom just speaks for itself damn it's a genius idea yeah seriously it really is real quick i want to get to the nitty-gritty because people people are probably listening like i fucking want one um so what is it it's vdom.com right it's the vdom so it's t-h-e-v-d-o-m.com okay and then now now the real talk how much is it the vdom is priced at 6.75 Okay. Um, 675 US dollars. And uh, right now we're doing an early adopter, super deep discount. Get $200 Ooh. off if you just sign up to be on our VIP membership. Wow. Um, and that's going to be until we actually drop the uh, product on the market. So I want to say for another possibly six to nine weeks, um, yeah. it will be at that price. And so we're also throwing in, if you sign up to be a VIP member, we're throwing in a free pair of our custom underwear. I don't think we talked about that part. The way that no. it attaches is that it's, we created a custom pair of underwear that could house the device itself with stability. So no matter how freaky you want to get, um, it shouldn't, you know, it shouldn't budge. It shouldn't have any issues. Um, so we're throwing in a free pair of those custom underwear that you cannot find anywhere else. You cannot hook a VDOM to just any type of holster. So um, for the first round, uh, we're, we're throwing in a pair for free, which are nice. retailed at 65 bucks. Nice. Nice. So, okay. We've gotten you to the point where it's like investors fell in your lap. Bluebirds are singing, flying around your head. Everything's going great. Um, and then, you know, I guess this is kind of going back to the beginning of our conversation. When you start learning more about the industry and the other players and the retailers and like, you know, white man land where we just say we're inclusive because it sells products. Um, what was... What, <laughs> that should be a new ringtone. Right? <laughs> that um, would be a great ringtone. One, did you expect that? And like, what was your reaction to like, oh, th this is the industry? Like, did it blindside you or did you know that was coming? Uh, it definitely, uh, I can't, it's so hard for me to say because I think I just really lucked up and just ended up talking to the right people instead of the wrong people. Um, mm. Really early on, Cindy Gallup, who is huge in the industry, yeah. She was probably our very first 
advocate from the industry itself. And I mean, who doesn't like Cindy Gallup? So if right. Cindy is, is really shouting you out, it sort of set the baseline for positive, you know, feedback and, you know, embracing within the industry. So we didn't really have to run into a lot of issues there. I will say, um, and I'm just call some folks out. Fuck it. Doc Johnson. Yeah. Um, I, I, I tried to do um, a collaboration with Doc Johnson and they would not even return my email. They Damn. wouldn't return my email, my phone call or anything. So um, I probably would say that I was the only, you know, headache because I was actually right. trying to incorporate um, their patented uh, vacuum suck uh, oh, technology yeah, yeah. into the VDOM initially. Um, but I couldn't. I mean, I tried for three months to get in touch with these guys and they wouldn't say anything. Um, wow. So that was probably. And I just have to headache. float in and go, yeah, that kind of doesn't. Exactly. Exactly. Me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, exactly. I didn't say that. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, you said it. <laughs> but that was probably the only headache. Other than that, yeah. um, you know, there's a lot of, there's more women in the industry now, um, which is a super cool thing. But I will say that women who came to the industry came in, you know, more so focusing on the clitoris. Yeah. Um, which totally makes sense. Um, I get it. I use a lot of clitoris, you know, stimulator products. Um, so when I came to the industry, they were like, oh, here, here you go trying to reverse the clock on what all of this progress that we've had. Um, I, I feel like I got a little bit of that from a few of them. But at the end mm. of the day, um, again, I think the Vietnam just speaks for itself. It's not me. It's the product itself. And, you know, you can't help but to embrace cool tech. Flowers are blooming, the grass is growing, and it is time to chop those weeds. Thanks to our sponsor, Manscaped, you can trim safely and efficiently. Yeah, I'm talking about ball trimmers. Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming, have an exclusive offer for our audience. Use code SUNNY to get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Oh, and did you hear Manscaped can help you with your above-the-waist trimming, too? They've got the Weed Whacker nose and ear hair trimmer that provides proprietary skin-safe technology and has a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. Manscaped is making whacking your weeds a time to look forward to, delivering maximum confidence while providing hygiene. And speaking of hygiene... Manscaped has formulations to keep you fresh and ready for everything that comes your way all day. The Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. And the Crop Reviver, a spray-on toner for your balls. They even have the new refined cologne signature scent by Manscaped. It's light, approachable, and gentlemanly in all the right ways. Smell good and feel good this spring. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SUNNY, S-U-N-N-Y, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code SUNNY at M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D dot com. Hey, it's spring cleaning and your balls will thank you. Has sex with your partner become so routine that you could write step-by-step -step instructions for it? You know, first, start missionary. Then, once that leg cramp really starts to set in, switch over to doggy while you discreetly stretch a little. Then finish and fall asleep in the wet spot again. Well, we have the solution to spice up your sex life. It's called Sympatic Us. Sympatic Us is an online survey that helps couples find and explore the intimate interests and desires that they have in common, the areas where they're sympathetic. Here's how it works. Each person in a couple logs into Sympatic's website and separately answers a series of questions about their erotic interests and desires. The survey covers nearly a thousand activities, anything from erotic massage to licking armpits. Then Sympatic Us sends you and your partner a report with only the activities that you both have in common. So then you can explore and discuss your shared desires more freely. You know, we all have sexual interests and sometimes it can be intimidating to share them with your partner. So Sympatic Us only shares the activities that you both enjoy. So you can have those intimate conversations without the fear of being rejected or judged. No more thinking, 
well, am I okay that I want to do that? Or, well, how can I find out if they want to do that freaky thing too? Sympaticus can help you discover new ways of playing that suit you both and ones that you never even considered. We're constantly asked by listeners how they can spice up their sex lives, and Sympaticus is an excellent resource. Right now, Sympaticus is offering American Sex Podcast listeners 20% off when you go to sympatic.us and enter code SUNNY, S-U-N-N-Y, at checkout. That's S-I-M-P-A-T-I-C dot U-S with promo code SUNNY for 20% off. That link is also in our episode description. Again, sympatic.us, code SUNNY. Yeah, the industry is, you know, even like you were saying, women-owned companies and, you know, not knocking those companies for what they are. No, like they've done all. great things, but there's also this, uh, I don't know, it's like very cis woman, heterocentric, like, and and that's great for some people, but it doesn't cover everything and everyone. It does. Yeah. And the haters are sounding a little turfy. Yeah. 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 There there is kind of that vibe sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, It really is. And I had, you know, one of our first uh, slogans was like, did we forget about the G spot? Like it does totally exist. Um, You know, so again, um, I, I, everything that we're doing is about, um, we have the same goals. Let's put it like that. We have the right. same goals and it's about sexual empowerment. It's about, um, really providing solutions to a need, um, or to an issue or to a problem. So at the end of the day, I, I always tell everybody, let's just focus on the goal. Like, let's not, you know, pin clitorises and G spots against each other. Um, it's not right. necessary. We're all trying to pleasure what's down there. So, right. And it's like, yeah, I mean, we all have the same destination in mind. We're just taking different roads to get there. And that's fucking fine. Like, not everyone has to take the highway. You can take the, you know, roundabout road. I don't know. This is getting too weird analogy. But you know, like, Fuck your old sweetheart. Okay, grandma. <laughs> Seriously, seriously, taking some turns here. Yeah, totally, totally. So another thing that completely just like, like I, I might be one of those people who has ideas. You're still laughing at me. Stop laughing at grandma. Um, (laughs) So I'm one of those people like I have all these great ideas, you know, in the shower, I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm like, oh, this would be, Um, but I don't see myself uh, having the. I don't know if it's like ambition, ambition. <laughs> not even the ambition. Like I shut down when I get confused. Like when I'm like, I don't know how to, I don't know where to, and I get like stuck in that rut. Like, I don't, I don't know what, I'm, and you just like cut through the bullshit. You were like, no, I'm going to figure it out. Um, And not only did you do that, which I totally admire, uh, you went on not just to be like, hey, VDOM is my product and that's my whole company, but your actual company is called Schemu and VDOM is just one of your products. I mean, the only product right now, but like, what are your plans for the future? Why is this a whole different company? Are we going to have an umbrella and little things under this umbrella? Like what's going on? You are absolutely right. That's exactly what it is. Schemu uh, is, I mean, I didn't wake up one day and was like, man, you know what? I'm going to be the best penis maker in America. So <laughs> it was like not my life's dream. Um, the VDOM came out of necessity and um, that was just it. But what I've always wanted to do, um, didn't know how I was going to do it or how I was going to approach it, was just create really dope ass consumer products. Um, mm-hmm. I want to be able to drive down the street and say, oh, you know what? It would be really useful. At least I think it is. Um, if this was created and let me see if I can figure it out. Let's see if it's necessary. Let's see if other people feel like how I feel like. Um, and I want to be like that resource that says, okay, Glenice has made a whole shitload of really cool products. Let me go see what her opinion is. Like that's what Schemu is. I just really mm-hmm. want to create really cool stuff. Um, there's other things under the umbrella for Schemu already. As a matter of fact, and they include a plethora of things. Um, But like one thing that we're working on, you know, outside of the VDOM right now is uh, a 
a mobile app for um, mental health for black professionals. So it's not <gasps> oh, anything that's, that's even connected to, you know, the world of Edom, but that's something that I'm actively working on right now um, as well. So Skibu is a umbrella and I just want to create a really cool amount of things that really, that, that people can really use. That's just it. That's really going to help something. Um, ah. That's it. So I have, a, I have a question about the harness itself. And this might be a hard question because the industry standard tends to be about 52 inches for a waist for oh, um, like the a largest. harness or a belt. Yeah. Like, let's say I'm a, I have a 60-inch waist. Are, am I going to be able to use your product? Absolutely. So um, the largest size the harness comes in that we've actually tested out is a 3XL. Um, okay. We've tested out a 3XL in it, and we know for a fact that we can keep the stability um, with that size and we're trying to go even higher. Um, but yeah, for, for sure, we'll definitely hit a 60. In FUPA placement, like how it is, like, is it adjustable, like where you can put it on your body? Yes. So that's why we've actually created, first off, we've created three different types of harnesses. So, um, there's a boxer brief, there's a boy short, and then there is a jock. Oh, cool. And we've okay. tested out each one of those to be, um, stable and pretty much you can be having sex upside down. This thing's going to stay in place nice. um, if you want to. Um, but so, yeah, we've we've you can you literally could place it however you want to. Um, the other aspect of being able to place it perfectly, because, again, everybody's bottom section is uh, created differently. Um, so, uh, you know, you have some people who have clitorises that are long, short, big, small, um, you know, their vagina sit way lower. Or, um, you know, you have guys who have, you know, uh, penises that sit upper towards their belly button versus down um, a little bit and more in between their legs. So because of that reason, we have created a, um, a special foam uh, insert that mm. you can actually mold to your body oh. however your pelvic area sits. That's oh. so smart. And oh. that came, I, I created that design after our initial... Uh, attachment was like this more rigid type plastic like turn and screw lock in place type thing and mm -hmm. just getting some feedback from um you know users they were like you know it's too rigid um if you really get into some hot and heavy sex um it starts to literally rub up against you know your pelvic area in, a, in an undesirable way so I was like you know mm -hmm. what i need to create something different for the attachment mechanism and i just drew it out took it to the um engineers saw what they thought about it, uh, tested out a couple of different types of foams, and just, yeah, went from there. So we extended that's the silicone device that's, and that's, just that's, covered that's up That's really foam. cool and kind of a really smart, low-tech way to solve that problem. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. just keep it simple. That's the other part. Uh, if I can tell anybody, it's just like, keep it simple. Um, my mind <laughs> yep. goes way far beyond and too much down the rabbit hole, but I do that so that I can reel myself back in. Um, and that, that's... Literally how I came up with half of the shit that's going on with this damn device. Um, <laughs> it's like I try to think about everything and then reel myself back in. And every single time it ends up being like if you would have just kept it simple, you would have figured this out a long time ago. So Right. That's yeah. just it. Oh, my goodness. I'm now thinking of all of the uses, like the things I can do with this. Like one, I'm really, of course, like fucking people with it, but um, <laughs> I'm thinking outside the box, you know, <laughs> literally outside the Boomerang, box. Boomerang, fishing. Um, no. <laughs> Gardening <laughs> no, tool. No. And, and like the gender fuckery of just wearing it and doing different things. Also, the app, technically, if somebody else was wearing it, I could control it. Right. And see, that's and, like, where give them all the fun comes into play. <gasps> yes. Oh yes. boy. Oh boy. I'm thinking of, you know, you should never do kink in public where you're involving people in your stuff, of course, but there are ways you can stealthily do things where people don't know what you're doing. I would love to like, I don't know, take somebody who's a submissive and like bring them to the grocery store in the frozen section and be like, wear some gray sweatpants. And then like, strap it <laughs> and be like, oh, you got a heart. And they're like, oh, oh wait, this, this is an important question. Is the flaccid V-Dom a shower or a grower? Oh. <laughs> that is a really, really great question. And it is definitely a grower. It took us. Um, I'm so surprised. That's amazing. Yes. So our first one um, that we actually created, it was just a shower, um, of course. But 
we went back to the drawing board on it and like don't get me wrong it doesn't grow significantly it doesn't replicate you know the true human anatomy um it's just it's i will not say it's impossible but we have some ways to go with that and we just didn't want to hold this up anymore but um Yes, it, we did add in an aspect of it that will grow. It will grow about, it's, it's way, it's like less than half an inch. Um, but it will definitely grow. Um, no, we incorporated it in that a, it does a unique that. design and a tip. Yep. Oh my god. It adds an element of realism to it. Even if you're, you are a shower, it's going to be a little bit. Right. You know, right. Oh, this is just, I'm so excited. So, all right. For those listening along who are, you know, you are a, Black queer woman entering this industry that least needs a fuck of a lot more black queer women in the industry. Um, and you know, shit's kind of backwards still. Uh, what advice would you give to black queer women specifically, whether it's getting into sex tech, like inventing their own products, or even just like getting into the industry? Like, I want to be a marketing person or an account person. Like, what would you tell them? Uh, just go for it. Like, literally jump in. People are going to look at you weird. They're going to ask you all of those n- normal questions that you get when you come in and you're different in something. Um, but go in, go in head first, go, go after what you want because who else is going to fucking do it? Nobody clearly. So just, just do it. Just, just get in there and don't forget that you are supposed to be here because you know, when you are a minority, sometimes you walk into certain rooms that doesn't necessarily reflect you. And so because of that, you start to automatically go into, oh my gosh, am I an imposter? The imposter syndrome. Fuck that shit. Like we're supposed to be where we're supposed to be. Go in head first and remind everybody that you're supposed to be here if you need to. Nice. Nice. Yes. I really feel like, you know, give it, I don't know how many, you know, a decade, this industry is going to be very fucking different. I think so. I I definitely think so. I will tell you, I have met some fabulous um, black women that are in this industry that none of us knew each other existed until, you know, we started making a buzz um, in the industry. And so, you know, that's Raven with um, Androtics, if you've ever heard of Mm. them before. Yeah. Um, And then you have Tatiana. um, Gosh, I cannot remember Tatiana's last name, but Tatiana is a uh, sex um, expert and specialist who's a blogger. And so you have all these awesome women, um, black women that are in the industry. And there's I mean, there's there's so many more. Suzanne Sinatra. um, So there's like, you know, there's there's we're just all spread out. (laughs) And when it's like four or five or six amongst, you know, like so many other type of people, it's just, you know. It, we, we just have to start making, um, you know, noise. And I think that's what yeah. we're starting to do. And I think it's inspiring to other um, people of color. So I think that the yeah. industry is going to definitely take a turn. Hopefully yes. we're truly yes. the pioneers of it. Yeah. yeah. Are, are you close to the Atlanta area? I am in Atlanta. Yes. My address has Have you been to Sex Down South before? You know what? I have not been to Sex Down South. I was supposed to go in 2020. We were going to actually oh. showcase there for the first time. Um, it's so crazy because um, the leader of Sex by Sex, uh, Marla. Yeah, her I was going to say, have you met Mar- that's, what I was, that's the whole reason I'm asking. Because yes. if you don't know Marla, you need to know Marla. Yes. yes. <laughs> no, we, we definitely know Marla. Um, Marla was in Atlanta. She's now living in, I think, in Florida. But like Florida, Florida yeah. now, yep. yeah. But Marla and we knew each other and wrote like ran in the same type of groups um, as, you know, lesbian, queer women um, mm-hmm. for years, for years. I had no idea the entire time that Marla was the person behind Six Down South or the Six Down South even existed until I started with right. this product. Um, uh, and she was probably one of the first people that was like, I just realized this is you. What the fuck? So we, <laughs> we definitely kept in touch. We were supposed to be as of um, sex down south, and of course, COVID. Yeah. Well, I just, I just have to say, a for you when you finally do go when it opens back up again, and we're all in person. And for the American fuckers listening, sex down south is fucking, fucking amazing. amazing. I heard it's phenomenal. <gasps> it is. It is the best sex conference. Oh my god. So yeah. Cannot give high enough props to Shout sex Shout out to Marlo on that one. Yes. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, this has been uh, inspiring for a number of reasons. Like one, we get a f- fucking cool new affirming product. Uh, two, 
your inspiration to me who's terrified of everything and doesn't think I could ever like, you know, invent something or do a big thing. Like, so that's inspiring. If I ever have an idea, maybe I'll, I'll be just a little bit more inspired to like, not go, I can't do this. (laughs) Hey, I mean, Um, you, at the end of the day, like, seriously, just do it. Just do it. I mean, yeah. who cares? Like, who cares if you fell, if you if you do figure it out and you're amazing? Like, who? who like, just do it. Just try it. I mean, why not? Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um. So real quick, again, your website for the VDOM is what is it again? It is www.thevdom.com. Dot com and you can awesome. also follow us on IG that's our biggest platform that's where majority of our communication is going to hit um and that's uh the dot vdom on IG and Twitter is vdom atl awesome oh my goodness and are you on TikTok oh, yeah. we are not on TikTok just yet we are tr- oh. still trying to figure out our um our space on TikTok we know that there's one but we haven't it's hard when your thing is dicks we're already fighting in censorship on so many other platforms we're like we'll figure out tiktok later (laughs) yeah oh my goodness but once you're on there it'll be dick talk so you know or dick cock yeah (laughs) (laughs) anyway on that note uh thank you so much this has been a great conversation this has been awesome i appreciate you having me Thank you. All right. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to American Sex. To keep up with Ken and I, we'll first make sure you watch our TV show, Sex with Sunny Megatron, on Showtime. Then visit SunnyMegatron.com. There you can learn more about us, read our blog, peruse our workshop calendar, or hire us. For what? Well, either for private coaching or to book us to teach at your event or university or as sex and relationship writers for your publication. Oh, and don't forget, we're on social media, too. I'm the super social one, so you can find me as Sunny Megatron on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, my YouTube channel, and a bunch of other places. But if you want to get me on Snapchat, you got to look for Sunny underscore Megatron, and you can follow Ken on Twitter at at tag SciChicken. That's P-S-Y-C-H-I-C-K-E-N. Also, please support us by shopping with the affiliates and sponsors from our breaks. And if you contribute to our Patreon, we're going to love you forever. Well, we're going to love you forever anyway, but just go with it. Lastly, if you like this broadcast, tell people about it. Tweet it, Facebook status it, and rate it on iTunes and other platforms. Thanks, friends. We'll see you next week on American Sex.